0: This is an ABC podcast. Just before day 100 of Trump's presidency, his Treasury Secretary and top economic advisor fronted up to a packed White House briefing room. And they made an announcement which would become Trump's biggest legislative accomplishment, the Trump tax cuts. The president is going to seize this opportunity by leading the most significant tax reform legislation since 1986 and one of the
1: biggest tax cuts in the American history.
0: But the thing that made this tax cut different was the questions that were asked immediately afterwards. And with that, we'd be both happy to take a few questions. The questions weren't about how the tax cuts would affect the average American taxpayer. They were about one American taxpayer in particular.
1: Will the president end up paying more or less taxes as we told I can't comment on the
0: president's tax situation since I don't have access to that, okay? Well, no one could comment on his tax situation because no one had access to his tax returns.
1: Will the president release his tax returns so that... Uh, The president has no intention. The president
0: has released plenty of information.
1: Right right there, right there. The other people, other people have the right to ask questions.
0: He's the only president in 50 years who has point blank refused to release them. Your response to those critics who say a lot of what you've presented here today could save the president or benefit his own businesses. Again, let me just comment. What this is about is creating jobs and creating economic growth. Donald Trump defended himself saying the tax cuts wouldn't benefit him. This is going to cost me a fortune this thing. Believe me. Believe. This is not good for me. But there was no way to tell if that was true until three weeks ago when the New York Times revealed that they had obtained what every journalist in the world had been chasing for years Donald Trump's tax returns have finally been revealed in a bombshell report by the New York Times. Donald Trump's Tax returns, decades of them. Donald Trump has long guarded his personal financial records. The year Trump passed that tax cut, he paid a grand total of $750, that's how much Donald Trump is alleged to have paid in federal taxes. Less than a cashier at McDonald's. Reports suggest he paid no income taxes at all in 10 of the previous 15 years. It turns out that the Trump tax cuts wouldn't have made any difference to him because he doesn't pay any tax. And that's because he doesn't make any money. That's right, his tax returns show that Mr Billionaire businessman actually loses money just about every year including
1: after he was elected president. It cost me billions of dollars to become president, to, to be president of the United States.
0: But we also know that he did his best to use the presidency to try and turn his fortunes around. I think it's very hard for rich people to run
1: for office. It's far more costly. It's, it's just a, uh,
0: it's a very tough thing. I'm Matt Bevan, and this is America If You're Listening, a podcast about how Donald Trump changed the United States and the world. He promised to make America wealthy again, but a careful look at Trump's business dealings and tax returns reveals that his promise mainly applied to himself. This is the story of how Trump tried to turn the presidency of the United States into a money-making enterprise. When the New York Times story about his tax returns came out last month, Donald Trump responded Predictably. Totally fake news. The report couldn't be right because, as Donald Trump always said... I'm really rich. I'll show you that, Nessa. No, after all, a rich person wouldn't need to make money from being president. Since he was elected, Trump has even donated his $400,000 a year salary. I don't want my salary. I work for zero. I don't want my salary. Nobody said, oh, thank
1: you very much. But I guarantee you, if I ever took it, you would go out after me, you in
0: particular would go out after me. I like crazy. And why would he need it? $400,000 should be just a drop in the bucket for a man who says he's worth... $8,737,540,000.
1: Now, I'm not doing that, I'm not doing that to brag, because you know what, I don't have to brag, I don't have to, believe it or not. I'm doing that to say,
0: that that's the kind of thinking our country needs. Part of Trump's pitch for getting elected was that he's an incredibly successful businessman, someone who knows how to run the country like it's a company, and of course, someone who doesn't need to take money from taxpayers. But how much is he really worth? Donald Trump has always claimed that he became a billionaire all on his own with barely any help from his father, Fred Trump, a prominent and successful New York real estate developer. It has
1: not been easy for me. And, you know, I I started off in Brooklyn. My father gave me a small loan of a million dollars. I came into Manhattan and I had to pay him back and I had to pay him back with interest.
0: Now, we've known for a long time that what he said there is, um, not true. Trump's father was notorious for dumping cash on his son to try and help him stave off various bankruptcies. Once he even sent a bag man into one of Donald's casinos in the 90s to creatively slip his son some money. There's a story about his father dumping $3.3 million of casino chips at his, uh, one of his casinos to give him enough operating cash to meet all of his needs. But it went beyond the occasional poker chip dump. When Donald Trump was three years old, a trust was set up for him and his, and his siblings, and Fred Trump started paying them rent. Reporter Suzanne Craig says that to avoid his children's inheritance being taxed when he died, Fred Trump spent 50 years transferring essentially all of his money to his children through various schemes. He got more than $400 million over his lifetime, starting at least when he was three, up until today where he's still profiting off of his father's empire. So Donald Trump's business career got the best possible head start. And yet it seems Trump has done his best to lose as much of his father's money as possible. From 1985 to 1994, Trump lost more money than almost any other individual American taxpayer. Trump found himself on the financial precipice. He had
1: guaranteed, personally, almost $900 million in loans. He owed some of the biggest banks in the US about $3.6 billion, and he couldn't pay back any of it.
0: Thankfully, an opportunity came along that didn't require him to be a good businessman.
1: My name's Donald Trump, and I'm the largest real estate developer in New York. It just required him to look like one. I own buildings all over the place, model agencies, the Miss Universe pageant.
0: Trump started playing a character.
1: Jetliners, golf courses, casinos and private resorts like Mar-a-Lago.
0: A master of the universe real estate developer, keen to help others become as successful as he is. And as
1: the master, I want to pass along my knowledge to somebody else. I'm looking for The Apprentice.
0: The Apprentice franchise, which made Trump an international household name, earned him $200 million. He also leveraged that into endorsement and licensing deals, which made him $200 million more. And Trump took all that money and invested it in his favourite hobby.
1: And I think I've been very good for golf. I've taken places that were in trouble and I've turned them around, spent a tremendous amount of money, a lot of good
0: brain work, I think. But golf courses don't make money. In 2012, 13 and 14, they started to drag him down into the red. The only thing that had ever earned him big bucks was his fame. And so he thought of a way to make himself the most famous man on earth.
1: I am officially running for President of the United States and we are going to make our country great again.
0: And from that moment on, Trump not only worked on revitalising his brand, but he worked on figuring out how to make politics profitable. Trump announced he was running for president in the lobby of his own building. It's great to be at Trump Tower. It's great to be in a wonderful city, New York. And for that pleasure, the Donald J. Trump for President campaign paid $557,000 to Donald Trump. That's money from supporters who donated to his campaign heading right into his pocket. That happened over and over again. In fact, the Trump campaign paid Donald Trump lots of money for events they held at Trump's properties. Trump used the media attention his campaign was getting to promote his business.
1: Really, we want to make this one of the great hotels of the world. I think it's coming out that way, and I think when it's completed, you'll be very proud of it. It's a great thing for the country.
0: The boosting of the brand was going quite well. But then, to the surprise of just about everyone, including Donald Trump, he was elected president. At his inauguration, one of his key promises was to... Make America wealthy again. His first strategy for delivering that was to introduce the Trump tax cuts.
1: It will be rocket fuel for our economy.
0: This was his main achievement from his first year as president, and the only major legislation he would pass during his first term in office. Trump said the point was to bring companies back into America from overseas by lowering corporate taxes. Our current tax code actually punishes
1: companies for keeping their headquarters in America and discourages them from bringing back the profits they earn overseas.
0: This was an idea backed by many economists. Plus, Trump proposed a big income tax cut which wasn't backed by quite so many economists. The administration said that the tax cuts were going to be so good for the economy that they wouldn't end up costing the government anything. This will pay for itself with growth. The company tax cut did create some growth, though nowhere near as much as was promised. It also lowered unemployment, though nowhere near as much as was promised. The income tax cut mainly just meant that rich people paid less tax. But it's a promise he lived up to. He made some Americans wealthy and others just wealthier. And the US economy kept getting stronger. But because Trump doesn't pay tax in the first place, this didn't benefit him. He was still losing money. So he came up with another way to try and turn that around. Oh nice, good job. Oh. Good
1: job. Oh, good job.
0: Played. Donald Trump loves golf. And despite saying this during the campaign. When you're in the White House,
1: who the hell wants to play golf? I'm going to be working for you, I'm not going to have time to go play golf. and
0: He's played nearly 300 times since he was inaugurated. That's about once every four or five days. One of his favourites is a luxury golf course called Turnbury, on the wild west coast of Scotland. It's a remote, rugged location for a golf course and luxury hotel, but it's one of the most renowned courses in the world. In 1977, Turnbury held the British Open for the first time.
1: I've never seen anything better than this in my life.
0: It's now known as the duel in the sun between Tom Watson and Jack Nicklaus and considered by many one of the best tournaments of the 20th century. This is probably my greatest thrill in golf, beating Jack Nicklaus like this. Turnbury went on to host the British Open another three times. And Donald Trump says he has a special affinity for it. His mother used to eat there as a teenager. So in 2014, Donald Trump bought the course and renovated it. It's not his only golf course. Trump is the sole owner of his 16 golf courses and they make up more than half of his company's revenue. But Turnberry is a special story. Golf is rapidly losing popularity in Scotland. For the last 10 years, this game has been declining. We've been losing roughly 5,000 members, club members, full members every single year. And to add to that, There's a lot of people in Scotland who don't want to play at a Trump-owned and branded golf course. My personal preference would be that Trump sell up and move on. So the Turnberry Golf Course and Hotel, which cost Donald Trump $230 million to buy and completely renovate, now loses between $7 and $30 million a year. And with locals shunning the course, Trump has to depend on foreigners coming to Turnberry. The problem is the local airport. Treswick Airport used to be a big deal, but it's fallen so far out of use and popularity that by 2013 it went bankrupt. But the thing is, it is by some distance the closest airport to Turnberry Golf Course.
1: I said, we need a great airport for that.
0: And Donald Trump very much wants to keep it open.
1: We came here and from the first day we met with you and your staff, we were impressed. In
0: 2014, he announced a deal
1: and we're going to have planes coming in from New York, from all over, very high-level planes.
0: Trump said he would keep his helicopter there and, of course, make sure that Turnberry's golf course guests flew into Prestwick.
1: Those are private aircraft, and they'll be landing here with either groups or individuals, and uh, we expect to be using the airport quite a bit.
0: In return, Prestwick Airport agreed to recommend that pilots and air crews stay at Turnberry during their layover stops even though there are more than 50 hotels which are closer to the airport and much cheaper to stay at. But when Trump became president a few years later, suddenly Presswick began to see far more prestigious traffic. The US Air Force has always used Presswick as a refuelling stop, but the year after Trump was elected, the number of times the Air Force dropped in more than doubled. The Air Force could have refueled at one of their 17 bases in Europe, where they get fuel at cost price, but instead they went to Prestwick and spent $17.2 million on fuel. It accounted for about a third of the airport's revenue, and the airport almost broke even for the first time in years. Donald Trump tweeted out the following. He said, I know nothing about an Air Force plane
1: landing at an airport, which I do not own and have nothing to do with, near Turnberry Resort,
0: which I do own. This whole thing was discovered when some of the air crews who had been landing at Prestwick found themselves on a bus to Turnbury to stay the night, even though their travel allowance wasn't nearly enough to cover meals at the hotel restaurant. And filling up with fuel with the crew staying overnight at Turnbury, they have good taste. Nothing to do with me, he says in all caps at the end there. The story caused quite a ruckus in the Scottish Parliament, where the Minister for Transport was forced to deny any kind of arrangement with Trump. There is no commercial relationship between Press Week and Turnberry. The Air Force spent $17 million at the airport, plus $200,000 putting their pilots and crews up at Trump's resort. But look, all of that might just be a coincidence. It's now being investigated by Congress, so hopefully one day we'll find out. But this isn't the only time that Trump is suspected of using the presidency to prop up his golf course empire. When Trump became president, he handed out ambassadorships to some of his biggest donors.
1: I'm grateful, President Trump.
0: Woody Johnson, the heir to the Johnson & Johnson pharmaceutical fortune and owner of the New York Jets NFL team, got the best gig.
1: We're nominating me to be the United States ambassador to the United Kingdom, of Great Britain and Northern
0: Ireland. That's about as good as it gets in terms of ambassador gigs. Woody Johnson flew to the UK and got to work.
1: So please... Um raise your glasses and a toast to Her Majesty the Queen and of all of our great British friends. To the Queen.
0: The job was very hard. Trump was not well-liked in the UK and his tweets and comments were making things difficult for the Prime Minister Theresa May. But that didn't bother Woody Johnson. He loved the President. You can look at Donald Trump and look what he's done and maybe take some inspiration and actually do some of the things he's done. He even said that he wanted his young sons to grow up like his favourite president.
1: I have two little boys and we're raising them, just like Donald Trump.
0: Without the hair. Without the hair. But in February 2018, Donald Trump sat down for a meeting with Woody Johnson where he asked him to do something astounding.
1: The ambassador came back from a meeting at the White House. The, The very next morning he came and talked
0: to me. This is Lewis Lukens, who was Woody Johnson's deputy. Lucan says Trump had asked the ambassador to try and move the British Open, one of the four major men's golf tournaments, to Turnberry Golf Course.
1: He said, the president wants me to do this. Who should I talk to? How should I go about doing it? I said, "Um, you can't, you shouldn't do it. This is unethical, probably illegal.
0: A couple of weeks later, Trump prompted him again. So Woody Johnson ignored Lucan's advice and asked the British minister.
1: You're not going to believe what the ambassador just did. He just asked about having the golf tournament moved to Turnbury,
0: Scotland. I mean, it may surprise you to hear this, but one of the roles of the US ambassador to the UK is not to be the marketing manager for the president's personal golf courses. And yet, despite being told it was probably illegal, Johnson apparently gave it a crack.
1: And then he went and had a meeting with a British minister responsible for Scotland and made the request, or made the suggestion at least.
0: The United Kingdom has spent the last four years in total chaos trying to figure out how to deliver Brexit. A trade deal with the United States is vital to their success after they separate from the European Union. And suddenly, the President of the United States, their most important ally, is using the mechanisms of the US government to ask the UK to help make him richer. Apparently, the UK government turned him down. These were not the only times Trump tried to use his position to squeeze money into his golf courses. Trump has made the Secret Service pay him more than a million dollars to rent rooms so their agents can protect him at his clubs. And just last year, Trump urged the vice president, Mike Pence, to stay at his Irish golf course during an official visit, despite all of Pence's meetings being booked on the other side of the country. And the president tried to hold the G7 Leaders Summit at his Doral golf course in Florida, which the tax returns show is his worst investment. The Donald Trump you see on TV is not real. He is a man who makes massive losses and racks up enormous debts.
1: This president appears to have over 400 million dollars in debt, 420, whatever it is, million dollars in debt.
0: To whom? The tax returns don't say, but they do say that the money is due soon. Democrat leader Nancy Pelosi says whoever he owes that money to may be able to exert control over the US president.
1: What is the leverage they have? So for me, this is a national security question.
0: Just about all the information we have indicates that this statement from Donald Trump... It cost me billions of dollars to become president, to to be president of the United States. ...is probably true. Maybe not billions of dollars, but his divisive policies have led to dozens of his business deals being cancelled, potentially costing him hundreds of millions. The year before he announced... He had about 19 licensing deals still underway. Eyeglasses, furniture, bed linens, lighting and mirrors. Suits,
1: dress shirts, ties, cufflinks, wallets, belts, his fragrance line.
0: The Washington Post tracked the decline.
1: As of today, there are only two left.
0: There's a Turkish furniture maker as well as a Panama-based home accessory studio. His hotels and golf courses also suffered. The people trying to suck up to him didn't fill the gap left by people horrified by his comments and policies. So now that everyone knows Donald Trump used the office to make himself richer and try to get out of financial trouble, what's to stop every president from now on doing the same? This style of politics is not just unpleasant. It makes people question whether a leader is really doing what they think is best for their country. Was Donald Trump trying to make America wealthy again? Or just himself? America, if you're listening, is written by me, Matt Bevan. It's produced by Yasmin Parry and Will Ockendon. Next. Donald Trump has long held a vendetta against... China. China.
1: China? We can't continue to allow... China to rape our country and that's what they're doing. It's the greatest theft in the history of the world.
0: But as soon as he was elected, things changed.
1: We have developed a friendship. I can see that. We have a great relationship. It's incredible. They respect us again.
0: How China managed to outsmart and outmaneuver Donald Trump. He Didn't want to hear anything bad about Xi Jinping, his buddy. And hold Trump ransom to their demands. President Trump asking the president of China for help getting re-elected. That story is next on America If You're Listening.